You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Taylor Stern. Welcome to Girls Talking Boys, Taylor. Thank you, Megan. I am honored, and you know, it makes sense. Kelsey and I get compared to each other very unfairly on social, as I'm fighting battles today on Twitter about that. We are our own people, but I feel honored to step in her shoes tonight. <laughs> yes, happy to have you uh, live from your uh, office floor tonight. <laughs> we are glamorous here. So glamorous. Well, we are recording this on a Thursday night, but it is Friday, we have a game against the Bengals on Sunday, um, bright and early, you know? Did you expect that it would be bright and early? I mean, listen, the fact that we even got flexed for the next week, too, is just, this is, is this who we are now? Like, <laughs> we're, the, we're the Nooners. Yeah, you are the Nooners, and, you know, it, it's wildly upsetting when you're not only a Nooner, but you get replaced by the Cleveland Browns. It's real. So we have this. Uh, we went on this podcast, Dogs of War, which is a uh, Cleveland Browns podcast. And Dogs sit- of War. That's a little right? bit intense for I, me. If you should see their uh, podcast art, mm, <laughs> they take football way too seriously. They do. Um, it's it's a little wild. Like they're out here like chugging beers with an egg in it um, for protein. No, no, for uh, good luck. Oh, okay. <laughs> My beef for thinking it was health. <laughs> but we have this ongoing um, friendly beef. They they have been calling the Cleveland Browns America's team, and uh, I get at it a lot. It's it's not enjoyable for me. Um, so that one was uh, was really hurtful that yeah. we got flexed. I didn't like that. Yeah, I especially mean, for them. <laughs> what did they say to you? Did they like come at you pretty hard? Like they're on top of the world now? Pretty much. Yeah, they're feeling good, um, and you know they should. So. They should. Let's give them this. Hey, it's 2020. Give them this. <laughs> we'll let you have it this time. Um, you know, we've had a pretty rough season, I would say, uh, putting it lightly. Yeah. We've kind of drilled that into into the ground. We'll, we won't beat a dead horse too much. But, um, you know, what we really missed out on after that uh, heartbreaking loss to the Ravens yeah. was uh, an appearance by Dez. So I really feel as though... Um, I w- would have been right if he played, that he would have scored a touchdown. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so we're in agreement on that. Did you have any other, like, takeaways from that game? I know um, we've probably – if you listen to all the podcasts on SB Nation, you've heard many a uh, recap, so yes. we won't dwell too long. But any takeaways from that game? Well, I agree with you. I think that Dez would have definitely scored. He's an emotional but passionate player. Which is an emotion. But um, 
He remember when Alfred Morris played his first game against the oh Alfie Mo yeah missed that guy, um and he scored I want to say two touchdowns and it was like his first two touchdown game but of course it's against your rival because yeah when you are feeling it or you're in the zone if you would you can play better than ever and I think that that is Des Bryant and I feel for him because I've seen now with the news. That it was too negative. Do you believe it was a conspiracy? Did Jerry do this? No, I don't (laughs) think that Jerry did that because I think Jerry wanted all eyes on all of his games, and I think everyone could feel the remotes change as soon as they did a whole package about him before the game. They did. Oh, they were freaking out. You know, Fox was livid. No, (laughs) but I think it was a huge. It was as embarrassing as what happened to the MLB in Game Seven. Yeah. Not game seven, was it game six? It was, it, well, yeah, the, the final, The yeah. final game, yes, game six, uh, when the Dodgers did win. But it was as embarrassing as that, because now you're like, okay, I saw the video of him dapping up with Jalen. I saw the video of him dapping up with Zeke. Oh, no, if I'm a Cowboys fan, does that mean that they they're now have it? And now, oh, he doesn't, but now you've stressed out another family? Honestly... If I could be really real for a second, I think the fact that we are making these guys play in this kind of environment and not doing a bubble thing like the NBA is extremely unfair. I agree with you on that. I uh, I think we actually talked about this a little bit um, before the season even started because we were just kind of shocked at we were getting close to the start of the season and they hadn't really put in a plan in place for when people showed up at uh, quote-unquote training camp. Um, And I was like, I know we all wanted it to go away by the summertime, but you should have at least, like, had some sort of idea and, like, plan already, like, prepared uh, by the time the season started. And, like, three weeks before, they're just like, oh, we're we're working on it. Yeah. I, I honestly, and people may listen to this and be like, well, why do you feel for the players? They're millionaires. And I, I've heard that millions of times. They're still human beings they with families. They are still human beings with families. And you are exactly right. These families were in limbo the entire time. And so many of them, they're not based in the main city that they play in. You know, they have houses where they're from or they, you know, go somewhere in the off season to train. And so to make them be in this constant limbo where there's no communication and then okay now we are free to go home but I'm practicing and I'm being good to myself and I know that I'm gonna go home and my wife is gonna order in food or and I don't make that sound like the wife (laughs) has to do that but you know they're not leaving their premises however you have these other people on the team of a hundred that might not be doing that and as we saw with the Ravens what was it like uh one of the players, and I think, a, like, someone on their strength and conditioning staff. Yeah. Was, like, not taking it very seriously and going out and messing around. And look what happened to them. They were decimated. Yes, yeah, same thing happened with all these teams. So, I, I think it will be highly just really, really crooked if we do not put some semblance of an asterisk by the Super Bowl winner title. Now, I will say that that is a team of resilience and that is a true united team who did care about the end result. Yeah. But at the mercy of everyone else not. You know what's crazy to me is, um, and this just kind of goes, that's fine, girl. (sighs) We pop in claws over here. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, So I just just find it interesting um, 
obviously the Cowboys have been really affected by injury, um, especially with Dak. Uh, but even just like key uh, positions around the field, uh, we have Tyron out. Zach has been in and out. Um, our D line completely just. Uh, Who's on the O line now again? <laughs> Tell me their names. Um, well, we have two Connors, one line. So two uh, Connors, one line. That yes. should have been my fantasy name to start the season. Well, I would've that would have been, a... been like, like a prophecy if yeah. you did that. So. Psychic girl. <laughs> yes. Um, but I just find it interesting. You're saying the um, a team of resilience at the end. Like you're probably going to have a lot of missing pieces, but you're still making it to the end. I find it interesting that we can't seem to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a team like the, the team with no name <laughs> can manage to put together a pretty nice win against uh, the Seahawks. So what do you think is the, uh, the mystery behind all that? Well, I don't believe in luck. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in luck at all. I know I sound like Bram Broaddus these days, but... That's not a bad thing. Um, I I think that luck is just made up of opportunity and preparation, and that's what I think is key. Um, I really think that the team with no name has a incredible coach in Coach Rivera. I, I think so highly of that. Steamboat, Ron. Oh, I, I think the world of him, and I it feels so weird to say that because he's with the team with no name <laughs> right <laughs> um who should have been prepared on the trademark front yeah. but we've been talking about this for years guys come on like but it's okay i'm glad they're more focused on the actual game i kind of like the uh, the jerseys but I, I digress agree. <laughs> i agree i like the classic feel yeah um what i think they did is that i think he is such a uniter and i'm not saying i'm not discrediting that of mccarthy because i think he wants to be Mm -hmm. but here's where mccarthy was at a disadvantage he was a new first year head coach we hired him like what the second week of january i want to say it was like january 6th 7th ish and the guys are gone because they didn't have any playoffs so you know they're already in their off-season program or a little bit doing their own thing um so he didn't really get to meet a lot of the guys right away I don't, did they have a team meeting right away? And I think I, they were Zooming a bit, um, but that, yeah, that's a good question. And how many of those guys, and this is no knock on them, how many of them knew how to use Zoom prior to COVID? I didn't. So. I mean, I had done it. I remember a few of our NFL meetings would be, like, on Zoom, and I would, like, be dialing in, and I would, like, they're like, do you see my presentation? I was like, no, where is that? <laughs> Did you ever, like, forget to change your Zoom name or something? Like, or the background? That was my problem. Yeah. I, like, did a Zoom little happy hour thing with my friends, and then I went on, like, a professional one, and I still had, like, a Corona <laughs> beach background, and everyone was like, oh, that's funny, and I was like, I'm oh, sorry. You're like, I am just naturally funny, but <laughs> yes. I am also professional. This is totally on purpose. Yes. This is fine. Um, but I just think that McCarthy was at a disadvantage. I want to say that if he was a second-year head coach, third year, this team would not be in the situation they're in. Um, and not that they're not resilient enough, mm-hmm. but you're talking about guys who had to go in condition on their own, and they haven't had to do that since high school, mm-hmm. if that. That's hard. Like, yeah. I cannot even work out on my own. I have to go to Orange Theory. (laughs) (laughs) I had a a similar problem until I got really into the Peloton app, and now I'm good. But that's still being told what to do. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that 
the teams that were more cohesive, I really still believe, and this might be a good thing for you, I think the Kansas City Chiefs will will defend their title and everyone will be like, wow, no one's done that in so long since the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. But so are, we ha- are we talking new dynasty? <laughs> I think we're talking new dynasty. Okay. You're going to lose some I key I do like pieces. Patty, but, uh, um, you know, I'd like to have a piece of that pie. Eventually. Maybe not dynasty, new Seahawks. They're the new Seahawks. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had that run. Just got to work on the, uh, the, uh, the red zone yeah. play calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that should be a key part of anyone's game plan, so... It's where it matters the most. Yes. It is. That's where you score the points. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. They've said that. Mickey told me that. Oh. Good old Mickey. Love that guy. (laughs) I really do. I have a new respect for him. Yeah. I mean, I would be grouchy too if I had to put up with everyone's BS all day long. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'd be grouchy too if you're like, come on, guys, and you can't. He's been saying this for how long? (laughs) And he can't control anything. Yeah. But they get the Bengals this weekend. We do at the Bengals this weekend, which is um, all the more interesting considering uh, those are two hot or two coaches that are on the hot seat right now. I mean, I don't see McCarthy's job in that much in jeopardy, um, but technically, the Vegas odds are that uh, have him and Zach Taylor as the most likely to be fired after this season. I think uh, Vegas is wrong on McCarthy. I do. But uh, Zach Taylor is definitely a... But it's his second year, right? Mm -hmm. Second or third? And I I think he's a good coach, and I think what was the only problem with Zach Taylor was actually not his problem. It was the culture that was going around the NFL that said, Mm -hmm. you have to get the next Sean McVay, you have to get this next boy wonder. And that was Zach Taylor because he was obviously coming from the Rams and – you know, he was coaching these quarterbacks and yep. making Goff look great all of a sudden. Well, no surprise that Brandon Allen is now with the Bengals because he was Brandon Allen's coach when Brandon Allen was at the Rams. Will you look at that? Will you look at that? <laughs> so there's no surprise that when Brandon Allen, I think, yeah, left the Broncos, mm-hmm. Zach Taylor picks him up. Because I want to say that Zach Taylor was also at the Jags and then brought Brandon to the Rams with him as well. I could hey, be wrong. Keep your guys. Keep your guys. Brandon is a lot like Joe Burrow, though, except Brandon had a lot of success throughout college or yeah. a lot of perceived success. Mm-hmm. And so I... Very it, special to Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah, they're obsessed. Um, but I would say that that's probably why Zach thought that would be a comparable fit. I mean, he seems to be having... All things considered, he's not, like flailing around on the field like he's doing a pretty good job yeah that's the key don't flail (laughs) don't flail. but uh, it's hard because you could be a great quarterback and you could do everything right Mm -hmm. if you don't have a good o-line and you don't have good specialists well yeah and they're uh they have a left tackle uh that is out what is his name um jonah williams their left tackle is out, so they will be having a uh, rookie standing in on the line. We know how that goes. No, Terrence well. Steele. <laughs> Terrence Steele. I mean, that's not fair. You know, it's like, well, maybe it should be. <laughs> Sorry to clap. I know that's annoying here. But, like, it, maybe it should be, but it's like, should it be? Yeah, I mean, I think we don't know what, uh, I believe it's Hakeem Adeniji. 
I am very mm-hmm. sorry to Hakeem for uh, butchering his last name. He listens to this podcast. Totally. Yeah, he's, he's number one fan. Frequent listener. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, we, I don't know. He could be great. He could be Tyler Biotich. So, which, I mean, Tyler's had his struggles, but he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You never, you never know when you stick people stick people in, and, and then you have Brandon back there who's not used to being back there. They're without Joe Mixon as well, so... They're uh they're kind of with us on the uh, let's see what happens train. <laughs> yeah, which is probably ever a lot of teams yeah. right now, and I think that's why you might see somebody like the Cleveland Browns succeeding because it's like oh, we got nothing to lose. <laughs> Never forget that they didn't uh, they mixed up their dog pound sign so they wrote Jeepo de wound. Oh, yeah. Never forget. I will never forget. I drove that one home. (laughs) I still do it. (laughs) I I constantly, in the football world, I live in 2016. I don't leave that. (laughs) That was the best year I've ever been in sports, and I won't move on. I, like, have a very distinct memory of their first win in, like, a billion years. Uh, Because we were all excited. We just wanted that, like, visual of them opening those beer lockers. Thursday night football. Yes. I was at down there at a Henderson Tap House, and uh, prior COVID, I don't drink beer, but I ordered a Bud Light because they won. That is and called now, marketing. I don't want them to win anything. <laughs> That's called marketing. That's brilliant marketing. Go back to losing, so I don't get trolled all the time. I know. I'm. What was it? Dogs at war. Dogs at war. You heard it here. Yeah, they also frequently. I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, I'm just curious to see how it's going to be because now who were your, like, main starters besides Zeke and CD? I mean, Amari and Gallup. Gallup. It's it's kind of it's just that Andy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean could be a revenge game for him. That's going to be a fun one to see, like, him go back to his home technically. I mean – backwards he's from texas now he's going back to his uh his first nfl home first nfl home yes thank you for that (laughs) well she he still has a lot of friends around i know the you know coaching staff has changed bernard is and him are still tight so yeah and i think when you're in the league for long enough you're doing things all the time he's been in the league for a long time and so he has just a lot of mutual respect with different people but at the same token, it's not the same. Like, I'm sure that if it was non COVID times, he would his wife would be going with him. They she'd oh, be yeah. meeting up with her old girlfriends, and then he would probably maybe have dinner with an old coach the night before. Yeah. And you can't do that, so it's not gonna have the same homecoming feel. Yeah, I, I mean, one would hope that uh, he can turn it on for a home appear or a homecoming appearance. Maybe make us look good one time. One more time. <laughs> Just one more time. I mean, Just the Vikings win was a great one. It was a good one, yeah. I mean, honestly, this last game, uh, the offense couldn't really get it going in the second half, but they were They weren't of, out of it in the first. They were kind of humming in the first. So I think what really – I mean, the fact that anyone can run the ball on us is just not helpful. It's been that way for so long. I know. You'd think they would uh, fix that. Yeah, it's been that way. Now, I do remember, if we're looking at the schedule, the last time they played the Bengals was in 2016. Yep. And it was Living like... Living in 2016. Oh, that's where <laughs> I stay. I just... At me in 2016. <laughs> it was the greatest season of my life. Oh, man. 
good old days. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. But what they had was they were able to stop the run. The games they lost, though, people were running the ball on them. Yeah. So it's just that defense. You know, got to address that issue. How are people feeling about Mike Nolan these Not days? Not good. Okay. <laughs> You're yeah. on Twitter. I you am. know these things. <laughs> I am, but I just kind of ignore those things. Oh, yeah. Um, everyone hates him from what I can Who tell. do they like? Nobody. Tony Pollard. Apparently, they hated him at the beginning of this season. Yeah, they like him now. Yeah, I mean, he has been able to turn it turn it around. He did not have a, a, a consistent start to the season, and now I feel like he is the running back of choice. Yeah, which is really weird. If you could have any player in the league, doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're injured, out, or anything, and you just put him back on this team, who would it be? Saquon. Oh, you don't think that Zeke can handle it? I think Zeke can handle it, but you're asking me who I would take from any team. No, to but, benefit this team oh, now. Still sick one. Why? I mean, I just think he's so freaking good. Like, he's a monster. And Zeke has been that. I guess that's, it's a little hard uh, just considering this season. Because I don't know what's wrong with him, if he has the yips, what have you. Like... It's just it. It's been it's been rough to yeah, watch what, watch old Zeke boy. The fumblings uh, or the fumbles and just the inconsistency. Ball yeah, yeah. I just, think that's coaching. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, give it up to Gary Brown, man. For so many reasons, I think he's an awesome human being. But um, they used to have this thing, and I asked him about it when I was still at the Cowboys long mm. years ago, <laughs> as it <laughs> seems. No, it was just like a couple weeks. But yeah, um, they would do this thing in training camp. Where the football, if you were to hold it on the, like, do you remember that? And it had the, like, beep, beep sound if you were holding it correctly. If you were, like, applying that much pressure while you were holding the ball, it would make a beep sound to say you have enough pressure on the ball. I've never heard of that before. It's brilliant. They stopped using them. Why? I don't know. Is that why that we're having this problem? I'll send you the Cowboys Hour I will send them the balls. How about that? Yeah. How about that? How about that? Yeah. That was also a 2016 reference. Wow. Wait, that happened in 2016? Catch me outside. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How do you, are you like the 2016 historian? Like, how do you remember that? I just remember so much about 2016. And remember, I was in social media, so it was like, I was using those as captions, and I can remember the games that I would have done that with. 
I think I captioned it on a DAC photo from the Pro Bowl. Actually, I know I did. So <laughs> She's like, go back and check it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> link it at the in the show notes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really funny. I guess that makes sense considering your job with the Cowboys uh, yeah. was running their social media presence. Yeah. Which wasn't fun. It w- Shouts out to you Dude, guys this year. People are mean on the internet. People are mean. <laughs> Newsflash. It's well, a lot of trauma out there. Everyone needs therapy. Speaking of which. <laughs> speaking of which, come on over to my podcast. Yeah, tell us about what you're up to now. We won't dwell too much on, on, on the boys because they make us a little sad. So let's, let's yeah. do some happy things. Well, if you want some happy things, I do plan on having some former Cowboys players on my there podcast. You go. Thriving in the wild, available. I'm really waiting for the Des one to come. Well, we gotta we gotta wrangle that one. I know. Yeah, it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this one, you could be listening to mine as well. Yeah, um, they go great together. It's like a fine <laughs> wine and a cheese. That's super fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, or the cheese. She's the fine. Wine. <laughs> like, um, but yes, it's a. Uh, I don't like to say mental health or self help, because. I am not a licensed professional. I'm just telling you that my life is pretty uneven, unstable, not figured out. And a lot of people that I talk to, I discovered the same thing about. And if you can relate to those stories, you can put yourself in those stories and then you can figure it out. And the whole thriving in the wild, wild is our life, wild is a podcast, wild is a new career, relationships, you know, mental health talk. There's a lot of different wilds, and so it's how, I don't think you can thrive. I don't, you know how, have you ever seen those posts that are like, don't just survive, thrive. Yeah, I hate when people write, uh, not survive, or surviving and thriving, I'm like, okay. You can't do the same, you can't do them at once. Yeah, and you're either thriving or you're surviving. Yeah, but I don't think it's a switch. I think the key is that you cannot thrive until you learn how to survive because if you are in this constant state of unstable understanding like oh my gosh perfect example and I don't mean this to bring this up morbidly but one of the big wilds in my life this year has been my dad's health and when he was diagnosed with cancer immediately worst case scenario oh my god I'm just surviving I'm just getting through the days however with education and more discussions and more communication and all the good things that come when you get confidence we were confident in his prognosis hey this is not ideal but we can thrive in this situation understanding that this happened because of x y and z and and now we know so but you have to learn how to survive so that you can thrive in the instance yeah i mean including johnny boy Including Johnny Boy. You have had some pretty heavy hitters on your podcast. Yes. Just waiting for you. <laughs> just waiting you know, for you. One of the one of these days. You're too busy. You're too busy. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll pencil you in. Thank you. Well, yes, your guy Chris Harrison. Oh my god. Uh, love him. Did you that think w- he would get that deep? You know, okay, so I he doesn't go on a lot of podcasts, number one. Oh he doesn't? No. Oh, I feel honored now. No, he'll do like a TV spot or something, but it's honestly pretty rare and it's short. Yeah. He did go on um, Caitlin Bristow, a former Bachelorette's podcast. He's really close to her, right? Yeah, yeah. They they were cracking open bottles of wine, and they that was like a two-hour-long episode. Yeah. And I was like, that's the deepest I've ever heard this man get. Like, He's deep. I, I learned a lot about him in that episode. And then I felt the same way um, listening to 
when he came on your podcast. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if he's uh, cracking open bottles back there. But regardless, a lot of insight from him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very deep. He loves the Cowboys. Um, yes, a very deep love of the Cowboys. But how interesting that he could have been Mike Ducey. I can't even imagine it. Because that was the job he was yeah. offered instead. And he chose to go to California. And then because he was in California, and it's just the culture like, hey, yeah. audition, do this. Do it all. Yeah, and he didn't care because he wasn't going out there to be an actor. He yeah. gets this two-decade-long job. Unreal. It will never end. He, I, <laughs> I'm I'm always going to be a fan of him. Oh, yeah. I He's he's just a... He is the face of the franchise, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, he is. I mean, man's got layers. He does. He's my <laughs> onion, man. But, you know, it's funny because when I quit the Cowboys, everyone was like, oh, she's going on The Bachelor. Because it was like, I guess it was right around the time that the match. Wait, I would have been really here for that. Like, well, I kept getting all these DMs that were like, oh, I know you're going on Matt's season. Cause you I, and Matt would be cute together. I'm a big fan if, <laughs> if this doesn't work out with you, Matt, which I probably think it won't. <laughs> um, but... I was like, this is super flattering, and I, like, did a post one day where I was like, oh, not, a lot of people were like, Chris Harrison is such a robot. Little did they know, I had already recorded this. He's not a robot. (laughs) I know, and then, you know, he talks about Garrett in the podcast, too, and he he talks about how much he respected Garrett and, and thought of him so fondly, and Garrett was an interesting guy to me because I respect the hell out of him. I think he's a brilliant person. However, I think where he struggled was that, it's really he would have been and I don't know this for sure because he never has done it right I think he would have been a Nick Saban in college football I think he would have been one of the best college football coaches of all time and here's why because he is a, a leader he is a wise man but to coach somebody who's an 18 to 22 year old is a hell of a lot different from a 22 actually now 20 until what 33 honestly you could compare it to sean lee a student with no money to an athlete with millions of dollars <laughs> they're not going to listen to you no he would have been one of the best college football coaches of all time i mean they keep trying to kick tom herman out look let's see a old redhead and it would, orange <laughs> no that would look good <laughs> it would be it would be a vibe for sure it would be a vibe <laughs> Oh, bless. Vibrant. Yeah, maybe I'll get carried on. I know, you know who I know I'll get on is my guy Marinelli. Oh, yes, yes. I always loved your friendship with Marinelli. My grandfather? Yes. I mean, I don't even like, I texted him last night um, because I just love him so much. And what's interesting about me, about him, is he cared about me and made me believe in myself with nothing in return. I wasn't playing for him. I was just a, a friend, honestly. And I love him and Barbara so incredibly much. Um, like, love them. And she tweets at me. And it's just the cutest That's thing so cute. I'll send you a turn. Yeah, please do. I don't think it's, I follow her, but I would love to. It's so cute. I don't think she has a profile picture. But, um. Oh, is she an egg? <laughs> yeah. Um, here's why Marinelli is interesting to me. Think about this. The man was the first ever 0-16 head coach fired after one year. They had gone 4-0 in preseason. So he comes into the season, everyone's expecting Super Bowl or bound. Especially being a first-year head coach, that's, like, always happens. He never wanted to be a head coach. 
He never did. It just, like, kind of fell into his lap, sort of. Now, I think... And, like, I feel like if it falls into your lap, you're kind of dumb not to just jump on it. Yeah, and I, I or think... Or that's the thought process. Yeah, hey, maybe everybody else believes in me. I don't want to let people down. And he is a leader. He is a great leader of men. He's a great motivation, motivational person. I don't think his aspiration was ever to be head coach. That's my dream. Because look at him. He took a step down going to the Raiders, like... Because I don't think he is not ego-based at all. Yeah. Um, he follows a just cause of just being a good person and caring about these individuals that he asks to risk their lives. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, somebody like him could have classified his life as a failure, and I don't think he will because of the relationships that he's built. I mean... Everyone is obsessed with him. Yeah. Around, like, the team... Tyrone still talks to him all the time. I know that D-Law talks to him all the time. Like, he talks to Brian Erlacher all the time. He talks to Warren Sapp all the time. Peanut, all these guys that he's coached throughout the years. I I just speak so highly of him, and yes, he will be on. Oh, good. I like like, that. Whether he likes it or not. Oh, I'm sure he's going to like it. Oh, I love him (laughs) so much. Um, Okay, so we know we want to get Marinelli on there, so... uh, Who's your, like, dream guest, though? Sophia Bush. Really? Okay. Why is Sophia Bush? Oh, she's just been my dream idol person. Since Were you, like, I a big One Tree Hill fan? I a big One Tree Hill fan. <laughs> I just like who she is, though. Like, I really like who she is. And yeah. it's kind of controversial at times. I mean, she's become a pretty big activist. That's all she does now. I mean, she's a businesswoman, and she's a podcaster herself, mm-hmm. and, um... I would love for her to write a book. I would love for her to do all the things. Um, Sophia Bush would probably be up number one. Ashley Graham would be up there as well. Ashley Graham would be great as well. When I, I went to her book signing, mm-hmm. and I know this is boring for everyone who came here for Cowboys content, but... Um, you are Cowboys content. So. Yeah, so, and um, she's just brilliant, and I was in tears when I got <laughs> to see her. Um, I think Ashley Graham would be up there. If we're living in an really alternate universe, it'd be Taylor Swift. Oh, amazing. Casey Musgraves. Beyonce. Maren Morris. I can't I can't say Beyonce because it doesn't <laughs> seem like that would ever be real. Um, Oprah, I would be in tears the whole time. She probably would walk out halfway through. <laughs> um, let's see. Males. Hmm. Because I respect Chris Evans. I love him. Yes. And anybody who gets their dog's name tattooed on them, I feel like we're kindred spirits. So, when are you getting Judy's name uh, tattooed on yourself? After I saw that Chris Evans did it, I thought about it. So, he's an influencer, really. (laughs) Yes, he's influencing me to get ink on my body. No, I I think I will get a Judy finger tattoo. Please do. I I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, Chris Evans, you know who I really love is... um, Jimmy Kimmel. I love yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. I think that he's a really cool guy. Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs. Um, oh my gosh, I would love Luke Combs on your podcast. I'm not trying to bake my sister, but I am. I wish he could come on Girls Talking Boys, but unfortunately he's a Panthers fan. Pretty um, avid Panthers fan. Very huh? avid. I actually, when I went to the Cowboys game in, uh, in Charlotte, he was the halftime performance, and I was... Very excited. <laughs> well, you know, because Alex went on that, like, uh, carnival. No, was it carnival? I don't know what it was. It was a cruise with yeah. Brantley Gilbert, and Luke was on it, and she speaks so highly of him. Oh, 
I love and that. she speaks so highly of his team, mm-hmm. of his now wife, of all of the people around him. And I think you you brought this up recently with Mary Morrison. You were like, yeah, she's still friends with her yeah. y- young friends. And I was like, that speaks volumes of people. I Yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like when you um, achieve some pinnacle of success, it's like, I feel like holding on to, like, really important friendships um, and staying close to family, like, really grounds you, and, like, there there are definitely stars that don't do that, and those are just not the people that I want to follow. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel for those stars, though, because, like, honestly, I think that's Morgan Wallen. I have a very strong theory about Morgan Morgan Wallen. Wallen out here making out with every girl in Alabama during a pandemic. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I have a super... I comment on his TikToks usually, like, who hurt you? (laughs) It's... I don't know. I'm sorry. Someday he'll answer. I don't care if he does. I just want him to know he's seen. Yeah. Um, Because... Come come on, thrive in the wild and talk about it, Morgan. (laughs) Oh, I've said Alex doesn't want him. And not because she doesn't like him, but she thinks that he's... She agrees with me. The music industry, and actually all entertainment industries, they want you to be a certain way because it makes it easier for them. Yeah. Um, hey, this is our guy. He has a mullet. He's funny. He's different than Luke Bryan, but, like, he's also different than Luke Combs because you can't be too similar to someone because then people can't understand you. And yeah. so I think that Morgan Wallen for so long was trying to be authentically himself, and it wasn't selling. And so they said, hey, be the party bro. Go do this. Go, go be crazy, go be fun, be the guy that everyone wants to have a drink with, and you will sell. And I think you might see a similar Justin Bieber-esque type path. I think Morgan Wallen is older and more mature, but I don't think that he will be like this So he's forever. not going to egg someone's house? No. Okay, good. Yeah. Just, you know, make out with a bunch of girls on TikTok. Just be this party <laughs> brah that, like, you know he's not really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least he got to finally go on his SNL spot. Good for him. Yeah, just not the same, right? <laughs> they, uh, it was, it was cute, though. They did that, that whole, uh, they made fun of it, basically. Yeah, that was a skits. weird skit, though. That was a weird skit. I watched it. I mean, it. he's not an actor. He's not an actor. <laughs> and Jason Bateman was, like, trying so hard. It was, it was Bateman, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the weird, like, didn't get it. And then he really did kiss that girl. This does not surprise me. That is his brand. Yeah. He's yeah. the Morgan the Makeout Guy. Who do you want from the Cowboys, like, realm that I should get on? You need to get Des Bryant. Des would be great. <laughs> but is Des focused? I think he's more mature. I think he's, like, laser focused. Okay. Uh, just from, I mean, you know. What no, can I... You, what can you glean off of uh, Twitter? I guess his, uh, he was, what was he doing, uh... Having wine and coping. I really like that's that. That's relatable. That was I, that's some that's some self care right there. Oh, <laughs> I, I do love Des. It's hard not to. Yeah, I. He's just, he's such a big personality, and you know that he's not like trying to be somebody he's not. No, I don't think he could, even. But think do of that. What he's tried. overcome. And oh yeah. What he's persevered through. That's why football. Like I always was so fascinated with Dak, and you know I'm close to Dak, and so it's like. I would always ask Dak, like, how do you handle this? How do you do this? That's another good one. Yeah. But he's he's got a lot going on. He needs to work through that first. Oh, definitely. I just, I I got so annoyed with, I, I uh, mentioned this before, but I do listen to, pardon my take, it's probably my uh, one barstool vice. Vice. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but he, they had Dak on there, and they always say that's one of their worst interviews. It was. Yeah, it was so bad. And I was like, he has so much more personality I asked than him this. about it. What did he say? He was on one of those car wash days where you do a bunch of things. Uh, so he didn't have any energy. And he doesn't know, he doesn't, like... Yeah, didn't know them, like, well, their brand or whatever. Dak's never been, like, a fanboy right. or anything. So he's never really bought into that whole, like, oh, my God, this. Yeah. Where that's, like, what they thrive on. Yeah. I mean, that's how, uh, speaking of the Bengals and Cowboys, uh, while Dak didn't do that, Joe Burrow certainly is one of their... Faves. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Blake Griffin. I mean... Blake of the Year. Blake of the year. I mean, <laughs> I do love Blake Griffin, though. I think that Blake Griffin, he understood where his place was mm-hmm. in the N- NBA, but also knew, like, because he's a comedian. I think he's a comedian. I He's hilarious. He's done stand-up. Oh, did you ever see this Blake and Drake from the ESPYs? You know what? I don't think I have, but I'm going to watch it after we It is hilarious. <laughs> I've, I've sent it to 20 people, but... Well, make me your 21st I'll, I will make you that. Um, I love Blake Griffin. They love Coach O. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's... Uh, it's uh, interesting that you put that in perspective, I guess. Um, I But I would just, like... I would really like to hear him get kind of real on on a podcast platform. Like, I and I, I don't know if that's something Dak? that he could... Yeah, that yeah. he could, like, realistically do while he's, um, you know... Mm-mm. playing but someday that's a dream that's a dream because <laughs> Dak is funny yeah. I mean that's why him and Zeke get along so well because they're like goofballs together yeah. you but can tell when he's interacting with like players but he's protective yeah. of that for some reason but that's I think, fair I think he protects his close relationships he does which kind of goes back to what we were saying before like um someone with such notoriety that really like hangs on to personal relationships especially like older ones too Mm-hmm. Like, bef- pre-being quarterback of America's team. Yeah, I said it, America's team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that a, is that, oh, they're still getting mad at you about that? Dogs <laughs> at war? It's, it's a beef now. Because you named him that, Megan. Yeah, you I, named I did it. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean. America named him that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. 19. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they sang about it in Hamilton and everything. They so. did. I, I did yeah. hear that one. That was a great song. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a banger. How about them cowboys? <laughs> That's a good Please one. Please keep going. Oh, you don't want that. I'm not the singing sister. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, okay, so tell the people where they can find you and um, also Judy. Oh, dog. yeah. Yeah. Very well, important. I've been neglecting her account. Well, she's been neglecting it. It's all Judy. Um... You can find me at Tay Stern on all socials. Yes. I made it really easy because I'm old, and that was when we were first... I finally did the same thing where I, like, have the same Instagram name as... Uh, it's just easier. Yeah. Not that I use Instagram, really. Yeah. But, um, it's the same. Yeah. And then it's at Thrivin, with an N, because yeah. we're hip here. Yeah. In the wild. We're, we're talking, boys. So, like, it's, you know, not, yeah. a, not a far leap over here. Yeah. Like I said, we're the cheese, she's the fine wine, pair it, them together beautiful combo <laughs> absolutely absolute splendor and then judy is at miss new judy miss new judy yeah wow. and it's uh hashtag send judes send judes yeah you yeah. and dave and kelsey came up with that which yeah. it fits it does it really that's does. who she is and uh she just believes in that <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for coming on um You're we could probably go on for hours and hours but uh we will spare you today um, if you need your recap and you missed 
the Ravens recap, you can always check out the Ocho and Talking the Star. They did a really comprehensive recap for you. Um, and then, as always, you can check out all of the SB Nation blog and the boys uh, podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. We are there for you. Um, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five stars. Tell us how pretty we are. Um, yeah. Say can't you tell? Yeah. Say also in the in the thing. Just listen to Thrive in the Wild too. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, great pairing. Um, great pairing. <laughs> but uh, we do have the Bengals this weekend, so we'll be coming at you on Monday with a with a little recap. A little. Uh, we'll break it down. Some little victories, hopefully. Maybe a big victory. We'll see. Um, but as always, it is uh, Cowboys forever and Eagles for never. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.